0: Mind your tongue. You are not in Winterfell now, and I am not Rob the boy that you should speak to me so. I am the Greyjoy, Lord Reaper of King of Salt and Rock, Son of the Sea Wind, and no man gives me a crown. I pay the iron price. I will take my crown as Urin Redhand did five thousand years ago. Hello, and welcome to 2C1C, a Game of Thrones living card game podcast founded in 2010 by myself, Will Lentz, Greg Atkinson, and Brad Zeiler. These days, my co-hosts may differ, but we're generally pulling from at least some familiar core voices. Many thanks go out to Fantasy Flight Games, George R. R. Martin, Card Game DB, and Josh Woodward for the CC licensed music you're hearing now. This is Season 5.
1: Jays are all psychos.
0: They it's kind of... Odd. Asha is. I mean, she's fun. She's and incestuous. She's she was, she was she just fucking p- with her brother. It, uh, I don't know. I don't it remember was, going that far. Form. It's been a while yeah, since I've read it.
1: Yeah, I could be making that up. It definitely happened on the TV show. But the TV show's like an expert in bad taste.
2: Yeah! So here's what's funny is that we're ragging on Asha for her behavior with her brother and we're not ragging on Euron for his behavior with his brother.
1: Oh uh, Euron is the worst. <laughs> like I I'm all against Euron all the goddamn time. I hate Euron.
0: Do we know for certain what he did though?
1: Yeah, he molested him.
0: But we'd never actually see it happen on screen,
1: right? It's super heavily. So code. to speak.
0: I don't know that I need to see that. <laughs> I I'm not Man, saying I, not I know I don't need to <laughs> no, no, no. see it.
2: Well no, I understand where Will's coming from. You gotta you gotta see if your narrators are credible. Right. I am incredible.
0: And and Martin does tend to like to foreshadow, you know, kind of misdirect you a little bit uh, in what he's oh, yeah. going to do. Oh so. Edric Dane, the one. Yeah. Or Quentin uh, Martell, because you know he makes it out to be that he matters, um, and oh, then he writes you know half of a book from his point of view, and then he doesn't. So, oh,
2: you know what that kind of reminds me of? Is filling out the stuff for worlds where you feel like you've submitted it and you're done and you're not and you have to redo in another entire form? Oh
0: my goodness. Four times? Five total, counting the initial?
2: Yes, you know my address by now. And how many times do you need to know my t shirt size? Uh, oh
0: oh lord. I don't think I put my t shirt size in every single event.
2: Wait, oh, you oh, guys, you're you're bounced. bounced. Wait, you guys signed up for
1: worlds? I
2: didn't.
0: Oh well, that could be could be an issue. We'll see.
2: Yeah, I, yeah I think everything except for Game of Thrones 1.0 melee and Joust is sold out. Every other event, I believe, is sold out.
1: Really? Could it be because they
0: screwed it, up the days and a bunch of people much can't make it? Day one. It's it's interesting because I mean, what are, what are we up against on those days? On
2: uh, um, 2.0 day, I know we're against Netrunner.
0: Gotcha. Well, that one is since it's already sold out. I don't see much changing, but like. I've definitely seen a lot of other, let's say, peeved people online for other games. Uh, I I don't know it, it if everything like, else sold that fast. You think they'll like bump down the number of seats for First Ed so they can bump up one of the other games?
1: I mean, I know, if they I mean, do, I'll just have Greg swing his big dick around.
0: Good luck. <laughs> I don't know, this, this whole thing just seems so contrived. That's a terrible idea. And to have all that stuff sell out day one, like, I don't well, know. Well, all it's, the
2: Star Wars miniature games sold out in like two hours.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just proof that something other than just setting caps needs to be done. At the very, very least, if they're dead set on keeping it at their headquarters. They probably need to split off all the minis games and all the card games and do two separate weekends. It's a lot of overtime to pay, but if you can get that many people, that many more people probably there, you're probably making it in food and drink.
1: I mean, the biggest problem is really honestly, you're engendering a lot of ill will from everyone who can't make it.
0: And some of the people that can. Like, it was a mess that can go and they're signed
2: up for the event that they want to play the most, but they like to play in three or four and they can't. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, or think about the people, and I saw this was one of the biggest complaints, especially from some of the Netrunner people, that they bought their pass, then went to sign up for the event, sometimes hours later by the time they got their email. And I was one of the people stuck waiting probably 45 minutes before I got my email. Um, so that they could go back in, enter their code, and try to get a ticket, and it was already sold out. Like oh. there was, there was no way to know beforehand, evidently, that it was that it was sold out before they went ahead and bought their their passes, which is well, they will refund kind of, that. Yes, it's still more like time and money than an worth. annoyance. And an annoyance. I mean, just across the board, and and the money. I don't literally mean the the dollars that the person, you know, spent out of their bank account that are going to be put back. Labor like, hours, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On both ends.
1: There's a general level of obnoxiousness in this whole process.
2: I, I totally agree. The last thing that you want to do as a company, especially when you have thriving product that people want to play, people want to be a part of, is leave bad taste in their mouth and leave them feeling disenfranchised in any kind of way. Yeah. And it seems like the way that this was handled and the way that some of the registrations for Gen Con were handled, people are starting to get a little sour, and hopefully they can whip that into shape quick. Yeah. I
0: I don't want to keep retreading the same ground, but there is one other different point about the awkwardness, and that's that regionals still run for another month and a half, basically. And so what happens, because the regional winners are supposed to have a reserved spot, but those people are going to be winning well after at this point. At this point, it's obvious if you didn't like sign up for that right at that first day, you weren't getting in. Now, unless you're oh, yeah. regional. But what if you win a regional? What if I win Tulsa at the end of July and I'm already registered for a four-day pass and everything?
2: Does it free up one seat and some lucky guy that's sitting there hitting refresh gets
0: it? Yeah, I, I don't know. It just yes. it really feels like it should have been done after regional season was done. They could have announced it, let everybody know about it, and then scheduled it to go off, I don't know, the, the week after Gen Con or something.
1: Well, yeah, but they well, won't well, be able to plan.
2: Well, but to many your many point, people. Will, is if they were going to hold it until after regionals are over... They're not even losing out on anything because they set caps on all the events. So they just plan to the max for each and every cap, and they're not losing out on any planning time. They know what their maximum worst-case scenario is for total attendance, and that's what you plan for, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think their biggest problem with this company right now is they don't realize how big they've
2: gotten how quickly. It's a problem for any company that's growing at that kind of pace. There's going to be growing pains, and they just have to try and minimize the damage.
0: So, speaking of uh, first-world problems, hey, Aaron, how about uh, you you lay some tourney reports on us? I hear you had some second-world uh, problems up in Canada.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, let's go through. I played the exact same concept of the deck at three regionals this year. It was an HOD bane. I was trying very hard to get it banned. I'm still trying to get it banned. Um, I want to post the list, but I don't want to ruin the next few regionals with people playing that deck, because unless you tech against it, it's extraordinarily hard to beat. It um
2: Nothing funnier it. than it playing against itself, though. No,
1: no, I have tech for that. <laughs> um, like, well, if I played my own version against myself, that would be awkward. But, like, I've beaten other people's Maiden's Banes. It's actually not too tough. Um, I mean, like, a lot of the best players in the world have seen mine and think it's the best version of the deck out there. Corey obviously has his own, but beyond that, like, pretty much everyone thinks mine is either... The best, or like, can't be improved upon too much without completely altering the concept. It draw ca- it draws like at least four cards most turns. Uh, it's just a mean deck. Um, I played in New York. I went undefeated in Swiss, although I did have a mod loss because I was not prepared for Dragon Pit immediately. And um, first round of the cut, um, second turn, I got my Bane hit with a Rally Cry. Since then, that. Weakness has been filled, but, like, I get it with a Rally Cry, and I got
2: rushed. I was drawing so how four- do you play around Rally Cry now?
1: Yeah. Um, I run three Longship main Banes and three Iron Lore.
0: It's a good way to do it.
1: Yeah, it, Iron it tends-
0: Lore seems legit.
1: It tends to work. Like, especially because um, I mean, like, the bi- the most common cancel for Iron Lore is Harrenhal. And then I just newly made Harrenhal, and then I'm like, oh, by the way, Bane's back, and s- sad face time. Um... And you have to be able to hit, like, if I suspect a Rally Cry against certain houses, like, I've also been, like, drawing a little bit less purposely. Since I know I can play the long game with that deck without any real problem, I've been drawing a little less to make the Rally Cry have to take a while while I, like, try and get a Bane Dupe on there. Stuff like that. Um. So I lost that one game all day, and then the Dragon Pit won as it, Dave lost to it in the finals. Then I took it to DC, and it, at DC, I kind of went too much the other way. DC was the <laughs> weakest version of the deck. Um, I still didn't lose a game all day. I went didn't, had a true tie with Dan that I would have won if we kept going. And then in the cut, I played Dennis, and he played an Iron Mines in the back of his play area, and I just straight up didn't see it. So next turn when I Velarde, it had not at all the effect I expected. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he was able to rush with Asha. If I had just played Aftermath, if I saw that he I figured I'd Velar then an aftermath a couple turns later because figuring he didn't have any saves out, then the Velar would really put him back and I'd have time to rebuild a little bit.
2: But and what he, was he playing against you?
1: He was playing uh Live Two? Live two, thank you. And um he blockaded me with my big goal turn, everything and it just didn't matter. I would I was literally ready to roll his face off had uh I actually seen that Iron uh not Iron Mind, sorry. Iron Cliffs, which is significantly worse. I so, mean, you
0: get two singers. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, when when one's Asha and she already has, like, four or five power on her, it's pretty bad.
0: Oh, oh, you meant worse for you.
1: Okay. Yes. Yes. Significantly worse for me. Gotcha. I mean, um, he saved Asha, and I think he saved someone with really big strength. I don't even remember exactly who. But I couldn't defend all three proper... I couldn't defend all three challenges. I could defend and win two, but he was close enough that, like, and unopposed on one won him the game, and that was that. If I had just Aftermath, I, I clear enough of his board out. I have more gold and initiative, so I get the extra draw. I can play more cards. He ended up winning uh, my Bay of Vice initiative on Valar, obviously. So it was enough to push him to the win. Like, he drew some important card or another. It, doesn't, it honestly doesn't matter what, because I just messed up. Um. Then I played it in Canada. And in Canada, uh, I lost to one player twice, the guy who won the tournament. It was Salim, who's a phenomenal player. He has won another regional. He was in the finals in New York's regional last year. Really, really good player. Uh, we're all expecting him in the top 16 at Worlds, at least. He played a power behind the throne, except he played it with three anti-boat
0: plots mm.
1: plus Fear of Winter.
0: Whew. So Sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah, well, I'm really good at stopping two to three challenges. Four challenges is too much. Four challenges plus all those plots is definitely too much. Um I mean I don't think he lost two games that day. So like I don't think the deck is unbeatable at all. I don't think it's I don't, honestly you won't don't beat him? Think, I don't know. Um unfortunately I was still playing at that point so but he did lose two games. I lost in the top 4. I won my top 8 match and then he ended up winning the tournament beating a HOD manager that was basically Bruno's deck. Cool. Um he played great. He's a wonderful player, but I don't think the deck is all that good. I think it was just super teched hard for me, and he got some favorable matchups in the cut. And by the way, like I really want, wish we would do this in two point um, The cut, like if you're undefeated going into the cut, you should be able to choose your first opponent. <laughs> like you should, because you be haven't be lost yet. You should time. not have to. You should not have to play your worst matchup as they snuck in.
2: Well, this reminds me a little bit of what Will and I talked about. Uh, the night after Missouri, we were talking about having the cut and then uh, being able to switch decks after the cut. See, I don't think that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Just, choose, just choose your opponent.
1: Like if that person wins enough, you're gonna play them anyway. But since they already like, since they already lost a couple games, don't give them their very best matchup right after.
2: Oh sure. Like, I just think it would be a little bit of fun. That after the cut, you don't have to switch, but you could.
1: I don't want to have to build extra decks. I kind of hate building extra decks. But <laughs> beyond someone that...
0: still did hand it to you. And you don't have is to Is that what you switch. do anyway?
1: Me? No. I build almost all my own decks. I'm, I'm too into deck building. All my decks are weird. Like, my Maiden's Bane runs summer. And like, and ev- the, first, the first time I drop that against everyone, they go, Huh? <laughs> what did you just do? Uh... Look, I like draw. I like uh, extra gold. I like not having Mira destroy me. All of these things make summer good. What's summer's downside for me? You get an extra strength if you're with your, if you're running five five one. I think I'll live.
2: Well, and they get an extra gold, right? Yeah, but okay. I'm like, just saying, my it's another 17th
1: thing. strength maiden's vein tends not to give a shit. Sure. Um. Yeah. I don't know, the deck just doesn't have problems unless it's super tech against or I do something stupid. It's ridiculous, it's broken, it's unfun. I wish I won with this so I could get a band and I could have buy a buy at Gen Con.
0: All right, well I guess we also got some, uh, some more second edition news from FFG. Uh, we've got some previews here for the, uh, shall we say, newest house in the game. But wait, it's not a house.
1: <laughs> faction! Go Night's- faction yourself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Night's Watch it is. So what do you guys think about Night's Watch's themes here?
1: Um, I love it a lot. Like, I think it seems really fun. It's thematic. It, it seems very powerful and fun. Like I think that covers it. Uh
0: Maybe we'll see. I mean, it's super defensive. siphon, maybe John. Well, eh, actually, it, Ghost it, looks pretty offensive too.
1: Uh, offensive-minded because he's not like insulting you.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Look at that pose. That, he's thinking about it. Hey now. All right.
1: Yeah, it's um. They're very defensive minded, but I don't think they need to defend to win with Jon Snow. I think the defensive stuff is a nice bonus for a deck built around Jon, at least from what we can see.
0: Yeah, or or Ghost. I mean, well, for any listeners that are uncertain, uh, haven't looked at the article. He's four costs, military icon, three strength, no attachment, stealth, and reaction. After he bypasses a character with stealth, that character cannot be declared as a defender until we or uh, for any challenges until the end of the phase. Good
1: so juice. at least. So probably unopposed for stealth, and then another unopposed for whatever he said you can't do.
0: Uh, well, it's any challenges. So potentially two more.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean... And in Melee, I think Ghost is going to be even more annoying. You're just going to open up some player to everybody else. I mean, it's just the one character. But when chosen well, that could be a lot of impact.
1: I mean, choosing well is an important skill in this game, right? Should be rewarded
0: right so here, okay, so let's see we've we've got a little bit of other stuff. one I definitely want to hit on is old bear Mormont yep. I think, yeah yeah and and we've been kind of talking and comparing some of these big seven strength uh, beat sticks and kind of how they stack up against each other, so would one of you gentlemen want to lay his text on us and we can spend a moment on that
1: old bear. Is a seventh? He's our seventh strength for this house. It sure seems like there's one. He is loyal. Seven cost. Seven costs, Sorry, six strength. Mill and power icons. Uh, Commander and lord. While you control the walled old bear, Mormont does not kneel when declared as defender, which is freaking phenomenal of his strength. Uh, when the challenge phase ends, if you have not lost a challenge as the defending player, this phase, put a Nights Watch card into play from your hand.
0: So this is like some sort of amazing cross between the Queen of Thorns and Eddard?
1: I mean, yes. I with, find a way to give this guy stealth and he's out of his I mean, we like, we haven't seen all that much stealth. We've seen like two or three cards that have stealth.
0: I would guess, if they really want to make these big characters have more impact, that stealth is going to be sparse. Everywhere? And, oh, I was going to say more oh, sparse. Okay. So they're yeah, not yeah, kept out of challenges. As, as I,
1: I actually agree with that. Yeah, I think... Stealth should be a lot less. I would generally... I mean, stealth was just too present. The Carrion Birds knows a lot more of the game all than Carrion Well,
2: where have we seen it so far? We saw it on Tyrion.
0: Ghost. Ghost. And any, any other direwolves? So far? Well, there's uh, another card that we'll get to in the second article. Uh, but we'll,
1: we'll get to that. Um, we should probably read the walls since
0: we're on the subject. Sure. Tommy, you want to leave that one on us? Sure.
2: The wall is a unique four-cost location for the Night's Watch faction. Stronghold, the North, traits. Each Night's Watch character you control gets plus one strength, forced reaction. After you lose an unopposed challenge, kneel the wall. And then interrupt when the challenge phase ends, kneel the wall to gain two power for your faction. Uh, so, if you
1: can win... All your challenges as a defender, you get two power and to put a, anyone you want to play.
0: No, you don't have to. You don't have to win for the. You wall. Just well, for you the can't wall,
1: can't let them unopposed. Right? Yeah, you just can't. And old
0: bear, you have to win.
1: That standing old bear is gonna, you know.
0: You just with need that. to get lot lot him that. that sure.
1: Yeah, that's nasty.
0: Noting a definite intrigue hole in the cards we've seen so far, just John. Well, well let's watch. Yeah. The
1: speculation I've heard and it's been fairly rampant is that um stewards uh, what are they called stewards, stewards rangers, rangers and
0: that, builders
1: yeah each get each get one icon
0: that would make sense cuz i was i definitely wanted to bring up like they mention up here at the top of the article that they divide their tasks and strengths among these traits and then that's it like it's not mentioned again that's not explained or illustrated in any way and well, sure, this, and
2: Jon Snow is a steward and he's only got the intrigue icon, so
0: he's also the only like steward, ranger, or builder that we got in this article. Like there's there's nothing else to compare it off of, which is well, annoying. But
1: we saw a bunch of those cards that all seem to fit that uh that general
0: flow. I mean it would it would definitely make sense. It, I'm just saying I'm that the articles. that the uh article here does not illustrate that, you know, Get that. But it does okay, illust- but- illustrate a bunch of other cards that are pretty sweet. I mean, thinking of traits and intrigue icons, I'm looking at this other uh, unique intrigue icon, Night's Watch, and he looks friggin' awesome to me. Let's see, you're in three-cost intrigue, two-strength. He's a wandering crow, which is an interesting trait. Wonder how many of those we'll see. It's
2: going to be the storyteller of
0: 2.0. Yep. And he has a reaction after you marshal Yoren, choose a character with printing cost three or lower in an opponent's discard pile and put it into play under your control. I mean, like, that's sweet. I would play that in first edition.
1: In first edition, that's unreal powerful. In second edition with the expanded gold curve, it's probably not quite as good as in first
0: edition. Yeah, I mean, even if he was, like, printing cost one or lower in first ed, like, I would still seriously consider it to grab, like, refugees or carrying birds or something.
1: I mean, he's very much basically Kyburn, uh, right? He's very similar to Kyburn,
0: Right. I mean, and this is card advantage in 2nd edition that's not draw, which I think is going to be very valuable, well, with the reserve and all.
1: Well, it's come into play, and it's not like it goes back into the opponent's discard pile. That's just your dude now.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. It's That's phenomenal card advantage.
1: Ugh, I hope we get March to the wall.
0: Uh, that Yeah, I believe that's already been spoiled, actually.
1: You need to pay more attention. Marsh the Wall is going to be incredible with this guy. Because you're not going to want to toss away your expensive guy, right?
0: Right. I mean, Mm. speaking of tossing and taking control of stuff and whatnot, I mean, they've also got that sexy event next to him. You guys want to lay that on us?
1: Take the black. Event. Dominance action. Loyal. Uh, Choose a non-unique character with a printed cost of six or lower. Take control of that character, max one per round.
0: <laughs> just take control of...
1: That's now your dude. Pretty three, good. <laughs> three gold, you can take up to six. That sounds like a card that's going to just get better and better and better.
0: Yeah. So. Man, like, take your opponent's Jon Snow or no, Tyrion. No no, 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 Oh, sorry, not unique. Not unique. Yeah, my bad. So, so yeah... Have- It'll be interesting to see, I guess, because all of the that cool BP stuff we've seen has all been unique. Hmm. I mean,
1: it controls the crap out of how many non-uniques you can play.
2: Yeah. Man. Which is pretty fair, but also saving three gold to dominance is pretty brutal. Is it? I don't know. In like, an expanded cost curve, we haven't seen anything that's boosting the economy to a point where it's going to make... These high-cost dudes playable.
1: Yeah, but we haven't seen anything that's boosting the speed of you playing things that's making it unlikely at all that you um, can just, like, take it on the chin for a turn in
2: order to hold I suppose that's fair, but we also don't know if there's going to be cancel available. Right. That's true.
0: It's also worth noting you have to hold on to it till dominance, and with hand sizes being compressed due to reserve values that may be a lot trickier to, to keep yep. through an intrigue challenge. Now, granted, you, it looks like you're going to be heavily incentivized to just defend that intrigue challenge and and win or whatever so that you can take the black and trigger your wall and a little bear and everything else, but you just have to have to watch out for it.
1: I mean, let's say you can win those challenges. You get to put in a character for free and then steal some other dude. Mm-hmm. These are nasty little combos, and... and we're not seeing too many combos in other houses really yet, right?
0: Um I mean Tyrion kinda with any ambush or event stuff. There's yeah, but the Tyrion dragons? with
1: anything. Yeah, Danny and the Dragons is a big one. Yeah. Okay. I, I like this synergy. I think I'm gonna play a lot of Night's Watch, and they're not my favorite like concept in the game.
0: Me I either.
1: Think that like they're gonna they, I like the way they play, so I think I'm gonna play play them.
0: The card seem efficient. is pretty sweet, I have to admit. Like, I'm staring at Take the Black and, like, I don't know, just the art and the frames and everything on the Night's Watch stuff. Like, this is really starting to sell me on the new layout.
1: Yeah. Oh, these are gorgeous,
0: yeah. But uh, you know what else they got? They got another event right down there underneath that. Are you, are you excited to play uh, Meager Contribution?
2: Oh. I, I've got it here. I think that one's on me. It's a yep. uh, zero cost Nights Watch event, and it is reaction. After an opponent collects income, move one gold from that player's gold pool to your own, max one per round. That's
0: it. Feels okay. pretty rough. I mean, I don't, I don't so. know enough about the the curve in second, I guess, and the income cards we might have and whatnot, but.
1: I know when when you use it.
0: Trading a card for one gold is rough. When do you use it?
1: I wouldn't necessarily, but when they're trying to get out their big guy and you know they're about to try and get out their big guy. And you can be like, ah, wait one more turn for that.
0: Yeah, I guess if you know they played summons or something, then you know they've got the dude.
2: What else is fantastic is if your opponent marshals and they leave one gold because they're clearly going to play an event during challenges and you marshal second... Oh, here, give me that. Well, it, your
0: no, you can't do that. It, it's an immediate like reaction. Oh, to the yeah, counting, it's, it's income, yeah, which hurts the usefulness a lot because you have to predict what they might have. That is true. Yeah, and then the max one per round. Like I could maybe see myself running it if I had the potential of having just one glorious turn where I just pummel them with you know two or three of these, but just once, I don't know.
2: I'm now, wrong. if you have the ability to put a choke in, if you're able to run cards like blockade from 1.0 or whatever, then maybe it becomes more valuable.
0: Oh man, maybe Nets Watch is going to be a choke house too. That would that'd be rough.
2: I hope we don't get choke early.
0: Yeah, it seems
1: like choke is going would be very very overpowered given what we've seen so far.
0: Agreed.
2: And I mean, even with this higher cost, with a light choke, it's still going to really hamper things. For sure. I I dig
0: that. Alright, well, any parting thoughts on uh, Night's Watch, or do we move on to that second awesome article that FFG dropped on us?
1: I think we move on to the second awesome article, which is just more Night's Watch stuff, but yeah.
0: I mean, there's some other stuff, too. More
2: what?
1: I mean, there's called Taking the Black. There's Moonboy.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's announcing the first chapter pack, and so we can kind of see some stuff. I mean the stuff we can see about Will, Will. The best. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a little weird, uh, for sure.
1: I want to talk about Will with Will.
0: <laughs> they uh they definitely dropped a, another unique uh Night's Watch character on us. It's going to be in the very first chapter pack. Looks What's like his name, Will. Uh, and I want to point out, it also looks like he is card number one. Oh,
1: uh, you're number one. Yeah,
0: except he doesn't even look anything like me. The least they could have done was, like, stolen a picture off of Facebook and, like, put it in that, eh, uh, maybe kind of category. That would have been good.
1: Sh- I've seen you with a dagger in your mouth plenty of times.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, but that's just when we're partying at Gen Con. Damn right. The question
2: is, does he have
0: stealth or insight? He, he indeed has both. Oh, you meant me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Will is definitely not stealthy. No, not at all.
0: So here's what we've got guys. This is the character I was alluding to earlier about seeing some more stealth uh, floating around. He's a four cost military and intrigue, three strength he's a ranger he has stealth and insight and a forced reaction after you lose an unopposed challenge sacrifice a ranger character you control Oof. he looks so tempting, but that's uh, uh what? No, pretty pretty brutal run the
1: shit out of him no it's not. It is not a brutal yeah, drama. He's a three per Yeah. Uh well no he's not. Three? Oh yeah. No, because then he dies.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean I assume Like sacrifice he's probably he's gonna kill himself. Kill. Are are we confirmed that sacrifice is kill?
1: I don't think so. Like if it's discard, we'll we'll rediscuss, but
2: that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Sacrifice makes the know. most sense as kill. Yeah. It does make the most
0: sense, I just don't know that it's confirmed.
2: And especially considering
0: it, the character and his appearance in the prologue of the first book.
2: I certainly agree with you, but if it is discard, this, this guy is bonkers.
1: Yes, oh, if it's yeah. discard, he's super three of. But let's assume it's killed because killed seems more likely, right? Yep. And if it is killed, he's absolutely one of because if you can like defend things at all, which you want to do, like anyway, because you're Night's Watch, that he's drawing you cards. Yep. And he's getting challenges, probably unopposed himself.
0: Oh yeah, he's, and people he's a, catch a stealth
1: by him. Like, oh my god, he's so bonkers good.
0: Yeah, he he does look pretty crazy. Like, Im-
1: imagine a character that was and four seems to be about two. Imagine a character that was two cost in first edition that said stealth when you win a challenge with this character, draw a card.
0: We don't quite have that, but Janos is in that same realm. It's debatable whether stand or stealth is better, but and it turns out Janos is really good though.
1: Um. It turns out that Janos is really good, and he's probably only getting you one extra card a turn. Although that is Stand, and Stand is also really, really good. Yes. I don't know. I think Will is an excellent card and an excellent dude. Yeah. Really? No, thank you. You're a douche. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I said yep. That's, that's, it, that's the same.
1: Uh-huh. Um. But, I, uh, also, he is a strike against the idea that each... Keyword will only have one icon, because Will is a ranger with military and intrigue.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they they mention the rangers, the rangers, the rangers over and over in this article, but they still don't really like... They do
1: tell us that the exception to the focus on defense is the rangers.
0: Oh, there we go. Actually, here we are. Each of the three branches of the Night's Watch, rangers, stewards, and builders, loosely corresponds to the three challenge icons, military, intrigue, and power.
1: Huh. Rangers uh, accomplish nothing if enemies get past the wall. Because of this, Will discards himself. That makes an awful lot of sense.
0: It
2: yep.
1: does. I really am digging the Night's Watch way more yeah. than I want to.
0: Dude, and their second card in this pack looks phenomenal as well. The Watch Has uh, Need.
1: The Watch Has
0: Need. Whose uh, turn uh, is turn that one?
1: Is that you? I, I, I
2: thought I was going third. but
1: Okay, so I'll go. The Watch Has Need. It's a Night's Watch event. Action. Name a trait. Build a ranger or steward. Search the topics, cards of your deck for the number of characters. For any number of characters of that trait. Reveal them and add them to your hand. Shuffle the other cards back into your hand. X is your reserve. Holy fucking shit. What numbers have we seen on reserves? Uh,
0: Not, not high. super high. Yeah, but like okay. four and five is so, geez, pretty consistent. Great. So you they can potentially
1: high. add like Five to six cards to your hand.
0: I mean, if it's you're good. super lucky.
1: Okay, so I you're think, probably adding two or three cards to I your hand.
0: think it's going to be more common that it's one or two. You've got to remember it that you only pick like one this. of the traits.
1: Still bonkers.
0: But it still seems great, yeah.
1: Man, one gold for that is awesome.
0: They're seeming like they're going to have
2: fun mechanics to play around with, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah they've
1: got I stuff guess. to do.
0: Like, I hate to say it, but after these previews and stuff, like, Night's Watch looks like my second favorite uh, faction behind Lannister.
2: All right, so Will is going to be playing Night's Watch, supported by Lannister, everyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe the other way around. Oh, no, I'll have to do it that way, probably, to play Will. It looks like he's got that scroll that I still say may or may not be loyal because they didn't put the word in it like they should have.
1: I mean, you know what's going to be awesome? Tyrion's not loyal, right?
0: I don't believe so. Sure isn't.
1: Tyrion out allowing the gold to play take the black is oh, fucking yeah. hilarious. Baller. Which is mildly deadly, right? Tyrion wants people to take the black. He, like, argues for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he sends Janus <laughs> up there, so that makes sense. Hmm. So, let's see. What else do we have? We have a plot uh, that we can see in the fan here that looks like a Night's Watch yeah, it plot. Yeah, must be the realm. And it has six reserve... Uh, wait, no, sorry, for the watch is the one basically. We've
1: at. also got Muster of the Realm. So let's do for the we, Watch, then Muster of the Realm.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah. For the Watch looks pretty sweet here.
2: Four six one, for the watch. It's a siege traded plot with a six reserve. You cannot lose, and then it's parenthetical, and your opponent cannot win the first challenge initiated against you each phase so perpetual burning on the sand
0: <laughs> kind of and it doesn't it, it is interesting it says each phase like right are we going to have epics. some epics, We're getting epics. <laughs> yeah
1: i mean i hope not
2: or maybe just lucas blackwood
1: <laughs> i i mean if they can clean up the rules on that stuff that stuff was always fun but if they can clean up the rules on that
2: i don't know seems pretty good
0: yeah no it, it seems seems really solid especially yeah, stat-wise.
2: Well, and think about perfect. you got Old Bear out there, right? It keeps your opponent from doing their entry challenge first.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's going to be a really good trigger for Old Bear. It's going to be a really, really, really good trigger for,
2: uh whatchamacallit, for the wall. Yep, and you can run two of them. So that's two turns where you better be pushing through a military or a power. I mean, wow. Just wow. And 6 is higher on the reserve than a lot of what we've seen, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I like that we're already getting neutral plots. I want a lot more neutral plots. One or two per house is silly.
2: Well, this one's loyal. If, like we said, the scroll is the loyalty thing. Good. Let it be this loyal. Is- I want neutral.
1: I want house-specific plots. A lot of them. I want every house to be as different as possible.
0: I mean, we well, did yeah, say that there's planning on pushing plots up a lot in this cycle, according to the article, so... Good. Yeah. There's. Yeah. yeah some, there's, uh, some kind of strength boost for Stark in military and power challenges, as long as you have two or more unique participating characters, eh. I character- feel like it's okay. not really going to be worthwhile.
1: Vengeance for Elia. I bet you it was Red Vengeance.
0: Oh, yeah, I bet so. Because it
1: says what when, else? Claim, when a claim is applied.
0: Yeah, and it's an interrupt. And Vengeance for Ellie
1: is an awesome name with that yeah. picture with the spear in the sun.
0: Yeah. And we then can, we, we can just barely see Moon Boy with two-cost insight. That seems rad. It almost seems like
2: anybody that is Green Dream or a fool or whatever, anything that's got prophecy is going to have the insight.
1: makes sense. sense. I mean, that's insight.
2: Yeah, I think it's great.
1: And then there is a Maester character only attachment which makes me immediately Immediately worried. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just called Maester's Chain, but like I'm immediately like, no, please, not Maester's.
2: Or is it Collar? Is it Maester's Collar? Could be. And then the links are all coming. Oh, maybe.
1: Instead of making me shudder, let's just move on to the next card we can actually read.
2: (laughs) I just had to throw that at you. (laughs)
0: So that sends us to the bottom, fan? Do it. Alright, I guess that's Muster the Realm. This one looks like just a regular old neutral plot. Uh, four gold by initiative one claim, six reserve it's an edict, and during a challenge in which you control an attacking army character raise the claim value on Muster the Realm by one. Maybe they're also pushing reserve values up a little bit in the first cycle. That would be kind of nice. But four
2: five one are your favorite stats, right?
0: Four five one are indeed the perfect stats. Did anyone say why? No, nobody did.
1: Want to tell people?
0: Sure, I can. I mean, it's a really, really simple and boring reason. That is the uh, phone number prefix in my hometown.
1: (laughs) Uh, I like that. No one got it.
0: Mm -hmm. It's which is funny because we talked about it on the show a lot. over the years it is pretty common yeah
1: uh lots of people said they knew it and didn't want to say it in case they sounded dumb
0: probably because the reason actually is dumb yes oh it's not dumb it's
2: greatness
1: well we'll never get a 914 plot so i'm safe or 917
2: are there any 312s because that's shy town um are are there any
1: 312s really dude you play thrones you know what 312s there don't you even start I'm mad. At you.
2: <laughs> I'm just trying to get you guys to say it.
1: No, I'm not saying it. I hate you.
2: Oh, okay. Well, okay. talk to you later.
1: <laughs> All yeah. sorts of three so one twos.
0: So muster the realm. Oh,
1: <laughs> we're moving on. That's probably a good idea. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: So muster the realm seems pretty cool. It's interesting. It's it's almost the exact like reverse of the first edition buster. Kind of. So yeah, I mean they both encourage armies, but one. Kind of stops incoming challenges. This one bumps outgoing yeah, challenges. Yeah. yeah, so just interesting. It seems fairly solid.
2: I think it's awesome.
0: And we yeah. haven't seen much well, uh, or anything above one claim really. So,
2: well, and from what we've seen with the other references on cards, it's. I think there were other cards that referenced Edict.
0: Mm, I think
2: so. When you have an Edict plot or something of that effect. So,
1: wasn't um, the make it zero gold the basically blockade edict? The edict? It like, was it counters edicts. I think you're right. It weakens this a bit, but I'm not but against this being. I good.
2: like that the traits are interacting and they're doing something. Mm-hmm.
1: I hope we don't get too too many armies, and I hope we get more unique armies. Like I don't think your armies are necessarily non-unique. They're made up of non-unique people. But, like armies are generally made up of you know?
2: I, can, I wasn't I can, around during I wasn't around during the first cycle of 1.0, but weren't all the armies or the majority of the armies they put out during that cycle uniques?
0: There was a big chunk uh, like the the king and queen The ones queens. that actually saw play. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think there should be more. And I think it keeps armies in check in a way that's pretty good.
2: I wouldn't argue against having any unique armies for any reason.
1: I mean, I also just don't want armies to have entry ever again. I don't understand why they do. No? No one's going
0: um, to You know, I just... I don't think I have any good way to defend that aside from... Gameplay? I don't know. I, mean, I, I could see armies like Ghost Hill Elite...
2: Having injury though, I mean they're supposed to be kind of special forces types.
1: Okay, and then you lower the strength on them because
0: because there's less yeah. of them.
1: Yeah, basically
0: that's yeah. what I'm getting. At. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I just want something more interesting done with armies than just they're big dudes because we have big dudes
0: now. Maybe they'll just be even bigger dudes.
1: Yeah, that gets crazy Maybe fast. Be and like then like cost.
2: knights declare it. Here they yeah. come. Well,
1: yeah, but then like higher strength doesn't matter. If it fall, if it falls into the same realms as it does now, then the big strength guys, it doesn't matter. They're, that all that crap basically needs three strength again.
2: It's fair. Like keep it different. So in this fan of cards you can also see the Seastone chair, which is now a one cost instead of a three.
0: Yeah, man, doesn't, doesn't it look gorgeous.
2: And it's loyal, if we are correct about the little scroll thing and a jig. Yeah. Street of the sisters too.
0: Oh, wow, it is The Sisters. I did not even register that edition. And it is unique? Oh, yeah. And it doesn't appear to be a reducer now. Uh, it seems it? To one? seems to have something to do about, uh, if you want to challenge by five or more strength, you'll be able to gain one power soon for your house. I'm inferring a little bit, but I think what well, we can see uh, back set up quite a bit. So that's a that's an interesting tweak. Maybe a particular challenge type. I wonder if that is that'd be kind of a neat nod if it's just after you win a power challenge. Power challenge, totally. And, yeah, and then steel and shadow black were off of military and uh, intrigue respectively. Be pretty cool. Yeah,
2: I dig. I dig. It would fit in rush decks, that's for sure. Yeah, if we get rush decks,
0: as a one drop, I'm I'm sure we have to somewhere. I haven't really seen anything previewed so far that really looks like it pushes that way, but they can't just like cut that out completely.
2: Well, you couldn't really rush that hard out of the core of 1.0 either. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, really you had much Fat much Bob, fat but other water. than that... Hmm. Oh well. It seems like an archetype that has to exist,
1: though. Yep. And with that, these cards are awesome. This is the most. This is the most excited I've been about 2.0 since the very first spoilers.
0: Uh, I want the entire pack in my hand so I can go ahead and grab an entire cycle of cards. Hey, you know, well, you, and
1: it, you should put the core set and the first after pack into a bathtub and roll around in them. Will
0: yes. The plant, huh? All uh, right,
1: ready for a
2: spoiler?
0: Yeah, looks like Night's Watch gets even more love because guess what, guys? We have. An exclusive preview card. So, let's uh, let's boil this one down here for you. This is Castle Black. It's a two cost location. It's unique, of course. The north, the trait, and action: Neil Castle Black to choose and stand a defending Nights Watch character until the end of the challenge. That character gets plus two strength.
1: I swear I've seen this card before.
0: So. it seems Wait. so familiar.
1: Cause I run three of it in my maiden's main deck. What is it? <laughs> uh
0: you know, it's one of those frozen icy northy cards. <laughs> After a while they all blur together.
1: Here, let's call it something you'll hate. It's the Fropo. Wow. That's what I call it. I'm like, uh Neil Fropo, Stan Bane, yeah.
0: That's that uh-huh. just makes me think of a police officer like in the seventies with sweet hair. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean seems like that's gonna be pretty awesome for Night's Watch. Hmm. I would just what they wanna do. Yeah. I I would definitely love to uh, defend some kind of incoming challenge with Will, stand him, boost him, then <laughs> uh, go ahead and attack with him later.
1: Wait, wait, wait. do now, you get this... to draw a card off insight when you went on defense?
0: Yeah, right? Ooh, that is a great question. I need the Stark Preview article. Back in so, front of me to determine that. Uh, according to the Stark article, it just says allows you to draw a card whenever you win a challenge with, in this case, Bran Stark. So with um, will. Yeah, will is the draw engine. I would and assume yep.
1: draws cards. Will draws cards.
0: Draw equals will. <laughs> oh
1: Jesus! <laughs> I saw that coming as soon as you started saying it. I was like, Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Well.
0: Like one of those train wrecks, you just can't... It's like, it's happening in slow motion, and but you can't stop it.
2: There's no stuff on that comment coming. <laughs> None
0: Ouch. at all.
1: So it... Let's talk about the actual card. Two cost is, at worst, one cost for a location. Now, maybe even, like, our current zero-cost <laughs> locations. So that's awesome. It's unique, so it's slightly worse than Frozen Outpost, but Night's Watch appears to be able to do way more already than Stark ever could with winning on defense. Yeah. So I think at least one of these goes in basically every Night's Watch deck forever.
0: Seems all right. I mean, it's good to know, as far as all that defense stuff goes and Night's Watch being better at it, that it only took FFG about 12 years to figure out how to make defense look palatable. I'm not going to say good yet. 12 years and like 7 games. (laughs) Gotten gotten to really, you know, play these, but they look tentatively good. Well, if they're going to get it right, this is the time.
2: Alright. Props
0: and slops? Attempting the propping and the slopping. Yeah. I mean, I've got a huge one. I don't know if anybody else does, but I've got a gigantic one I want to weigh on the listeners. Shoot, yes, this is going to be a prop, and well, you're not, we're not—we're not going to agree. But go ahead. Uh, it's to Jurassic World, oh, which okay, I didn't was see not a perfect film, but was perfect. It was everything that I po- that I, as someone who watched the original Jurassic Park when I was like ten could have possibly wanted it to be now that I'm 30. I
2: dig, I dig. Yeah. Even the motorcycles and the Raptors thing. Uh, did, you,
0: did you watch the movie or just the... Film? No. Okay. All I, had to okay. see
2: I didn't see the film movie film. yet.
0: Okay, well, I was just going to say, then in the preview, they make it out to be like, that's going to be like a long-lasting thing. It's a few seconds before that goes to pot uh, in the movie, okay. so... If yeah.
1: that's the case, then maybe I'll give it a try. My no, that just came back and slopped it. She said they hurt the dinosaurs, so she didn't like it.
0: They hurt the dinosaurs.
1: You're not allowed to hurt animals to her. Like, people can die and suffer all the time. You, oh, there's the
0: a lot of that, too. There is.
1: Yes, but it doesn't make the hurting of the animals better.
0: Oh, well, that's a bummer. Well, I thought it was perfect. It has a lot of plot holes, but it was still perfect. Hmm. Okay.
1: Uh... Slops to Benioff and Weiss? They should have waited for George. I never thought I'd say that. Mm -hmm. After those last two books. But what the hell? Yeah, man. Is there, like, go-to move hurting women? We don't know what to write about here. Can we just have a woman get raped or murdered, please?
0: I assume it was only a matter of time after watching True Blood go off the rails. And that wasn't even, like, a deep series or anything. Like... You can you can be pretty light and fluffy and still get along just fine there. This, you have to, like, weave together things of relevance. But every
1: time that, like, I don't know where to go with the plot. You know what? Maybe let's have a character rape some women. Or murder someone. Or murder some women.
0: Every time. Well, I mean, to be fair with that last statement, I mean, they are slightly above half the population of the world. So if you're going to murder somebody... It's a little better than a coin flip, whether it's male or female.
2: Well, and I don't think the men are running around with impunity either. Does anybody kind of feel, though, that they needed to make it an abhorrent scenario so that you could justify the just over-the-top violence that Arya was going to drop on him?
1: No, because that she can just kill someone. Like, without it having to be, like, it's it's called character development. She's learning to become a fucking assassin. She's been wanting to kill this guy forever for killing her friend, Syria. She can just go kill him, and it can be a shade of gray. Because guess what? Tyrion was 100% wrong for killing, uh, what the hell's her name? His prostitute.
2: Shay. 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 He
1: was 100% wrong.
0: But just going well. Into something I mean, it was different than in the show than it was in the books. As far as okay, Tyrion's murder on the body.
1: show, it's a hundred percent wrong. Yes. in the books, it's at least eighty percent wrong.
0: I mean, he killed someone, so that was probably wrong to begin with. No, but no, no. Shay well, had it, no actual loyalty to him in the books.
1: Yeah, so you can murder people. You can murder your prostitutes for not being loyal to you. That doesn't make sense.
0: I mean, they've pretty well established that if you're in a position of power in Westeros, you can murder. Anybody that's not loyal to
1: you. Yeah, but Tyrion's supposed to be one of our good guys. Yeah, yeah, and so, I, but and and so is Arya. I
2: don't think so. are supposed to have good guys. Oh, that's you're bullshit. not supposed to have good guys or bad guys at all. Everybody is supposed to be flawed. It's uh, supposed that, to be a bullshit. gray world. Not, yeah. not I mean in the TV
1: it, show. There's totally several
2: good. I'm books. talking about the book. Okay. Well, that's, fine, but in, that's but in the book, says the, the,
1: waste. He's, you know what, wait, wait, wait. In the book, the go-to move is not rape somebody. In the TV show, does. I didn't slop the novels. I don't like. But it still the it
2: Did you not go read ahead into the spoiler chapters no, for I haven't. Winter? I haven't. But oh, it happens well. a
1: lot less. We've got four. Yeah, good. Deal with it. But we've got four ish actual heroes on the TV show.
0: Uh, Tyrion, John. Who else? Danny. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I tend to forget about her because she was so boring in Book Five.
1: Tyrion, John, Danny. And God, honestly, two more Arya and Sansa.
0: You don't think a lot of people? Need not sure. As a thing. hero, so, Brienne's,
1: Brienne's a subhero. You know what I mean? She's not one of the main characters. Like she's,
0: she's trying, me. but she never really accomplishes.
1: Yeah, I mean, like Brienne's just not one of the main characters. And even, I mean, she, and even she's almost been raped a few times. I said, Danny. I said, genie. Jamie?
2: Jamie is perceived as a hero of the show. Sure, I would he's imagine. also a
1: hero who last episode except, raped someone.
0: It's, yeah, except for... And who had his
1: plot move forward by... And had his plot move forward by, guess what, violence to women.
0: <laughs> so wait,
2: now women on women violence counts?
1: Yeah, because it's... I know this is complicated, but, like, it's not actually the women killing these characters. It's the showrunner saying, we need to move someone's plot forward. Let's kill a woman. Like, men getting killed. If men getting killed has a problem, it's that no one it's not paid attention to. But every female character has some act of horrible violence happen against her.
0: And people, I'm just saying at least people register that that happened, and it matters to them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Melisandre okay. hasn't had any horrible violence happen to her. I mean, yeah, besides
1: a shadow baby. She's also very her. clear. She's also, fine, she's also very clearly a villain who's very clearly being set up for comeuppance.
0: Well, they're like making something
1: horrible is going
0: to happen. They're making her into a villain on the show. Again, I'm only I talking about the show.
2: I don't I think, think it's pretty clear in the mix. I don't think George has the same problem.
0: That's fair. That is definitely. Has there
2: been horrible violence against Miss Andy? Mm,
0: not yet. Um not so well, much in the show, but in that's the, what I'm books, saying, in the show. like when she got rescued, wasn't she? Like, wasn't she going to be a pleasure slave or something? Yeah,
1: is, wasn't that... That's where they were how, what was her origin best? in the book to begin with?
2: She was from the the island of the Lamb people or something? Oh, uh,
0: yeah. The Lazarene oh, okay. totally or whatever, right? Them.
2: Yeah. And her brothers were made into Unsullied, I think.
0: That sounds right.
1: Yeah, I barely remember her. Like, I like her a lot in the books, in the show, she's super generic. She doesn't I mean, actually have a personality. The wave, they, they no way They gave her way more
0: wave screen time in the show than, than in the book.
2: From the House of Black and White.
0: Yeah.
2: Queen of Thorns. Nothing violent happens to her.
1: Very true.
0: Brilliant.
2: And she's the like brains of the whole operation. She
1: is also not at all sexualized.
2: But shouldn't that validate your point even more? Like, here's a woman who's having nothing done to her, and she's not suggest- sexually objectified.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good thing, but like that right. she's not but that she's not and that seen as an object of sexual desire, I think in a way protects her in the way the show is run.
2: Didn't protect Catelyn Stark.
1: <laughs> yeah, Catelyn's horrible. Or Lysa Aaron. Lysa Aaron who was having loud I mean, sex and
2: That was helped. not sexual either. <laughs>
1: yeah, sure it was. Depends on your point of view. People are into some kinky shit.
2: Sure? It right, slaps to that mental image.
1: That's what you get for being a visual person.
2: I think this whole conversation has taken us into the danger zone.